Hey guys, and welcome to episode 62 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys, welcome to episode 62. I hope you're all well. Hope you're having a good time and um, everyone's happy and everyone's healthy. As always, been getting lots of, I mean, there's been lots going on recently, especially with the topic of Alfie Evans, poor Alfie Evans. I put a video uh, on, out on that. You can find that on YouTube, on our YouTube page, if you go to Revive Yourself um, on YouTube. And also, if you have me on my Facebook or our Facebook page, um, Facebook forward slash Revive Natural Health, that'll be on there. We'll be talking about that in a few episodes um, to come. We're going to get Jason Christoph back on, Terry Tillard, talking about what happens when you sign birth certificates, basically giving up all your rights to your child we'll be talking about different types of programming that they've got going on so it's gonna be really interesting and as always guys still the uh free four-day mini course over at www.reviveyourself.co is going strong which is brilliant so um today's episode when i get into it with you it's a guy that i first come across on um extreme health radio and his name is dave murphy he's got a website called www.allegedlydave.com and we're going to be talking all about urine therapy yeah that's right Ryan's finally taking a deep dive off of the uh, off of the pier, and he's talking about urotherapy. Now, I mean, we've been going going to it with Dave. Urotherapy has been around for a long, long time. It was only since 1940s they took it out of the medical literature and for healing people. So, without further ado, here's Dave. Here's the episode, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 62 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Today we have a very interesting guest, Dave Murphy. He's actually in Berman at the moment. He's actually a, also uh, another Essex boy, originally, um, just down the road from myself. And we're going to be talking all about urine therapy. Um, but he's just told me he's actually in Birmingham at the moment, where he's been talking at the Flat Earth Convention. Uh, how's that gone, Dave? Actually, it went very, very well indeed. We... Um... We ended up, one of the things we had going on there was we had a, uh, a debate against some astrophysicists. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and <clears throat> we, uh, we'd actually uh, got them, trapped them, we, you know, checkmated them a couple of times. It was brilliant, you know. Really? That's yeah. a, is that, is that, is that going to be available to, to watch anywhere or buy mm. anywhere, or is it only conventions? No, no, it will be, uh, I think, uh, in the next couple of days, the, uh, they're going to be putting out the videos. But... Uh, yeah, that 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 debate will be one to watch because awesome. uh, yeah, it was it was it was great. We we had them stumped, you know. The, they ended up looking at each other and thinking, okay. Uh, it's anyone who hasn't really looked into the flat earth. I mean, people think it's all like tinfoil hat and people are crazy and and um, about we talk about they talk about NASA. A lot of people don't realise that those NASA images are actually. I mean, they're, they're actually just uh, they're, well, they're not real. They're fake. It's similar to they talk about the dinosaurs at the history museum. They're not actually real bones. They're actually all replica bones. Um, mm-hmm. And people don't actually realise this. They think that because why would you? You know, if you don't know, you don't know. You you, you just believe things were and. It's something we get on. So where will, where will those videos be um, be be released, Dave? Um, I said uh, I I don't really know yet. The um, 
I, I just got told that uh, in the next couple of days they'll they'll start releasing them. Um, cool. cool. But, uh, but yeah, I guess if you start searching YouTube in the next couple of days for uh, Flat Earth UK convention, uh, you'll find them. Awesome. Well, uh, and I'll give you a message, and hopefully we can get that out there. For, and we will, we will get you back on. We'll have a, a nice in-depth discussion <coughs> about this because I think this is something people need to to look into. I always say, you know. Keep, people have got to keep an open mind. A lot of people have what we like to call fear-based dogma, where they just believe one thing and they just don't want to believe anything else. They haven't looked into everything else, or they just say, "Oh, everyone knows the Earth's round." Well, do mm-hmm. they? I mean, I haven't been in space myself, so I, I wouldn't know. You know, so uh, in terms of that, but so so Dave's got a website called uh, www.allegedlydave.com, and that's sort of how he's known. Is allegedly Dave. I first come across him on. Um, Extreme Health Radio a couple of years ago, oh, right. okay. and um, always had I had you earmarked uh, for a, for a chat and just going through my notes. So what you were talking about on there was ur- urine therapy. Now this is going to be something another topic that people are going to go, what what the hell is urine therapy? Is that and we talk about drinking urine? We're talking about massaging it onto people's skin, and um, yeah, we'll go from there because this is something that in the natural health world has been talked about for, for for a long while but it still is something that remains relatively i mean people talk about greens and smoothies and talk about probiotics and talk about detoxification and saunas etc but this is something that still remains a little bit um, sort of like not, not so yeah sort of like under undercover or a little bit in out there why do you reckon mm-hmm. that is dave well because if you if you, everybody knew that they could heal themselves of absolutely anything with something that's free and freely available and always available, then there would be no medical establishment. There would be no pharmaceutical industry because you have it all with you. Yeah, I mean, there's actually a quote. A quote I actually want to go in, into that. Um, you've, got, you've actually got a quote on, on, your, on your site. Um, in fact, I'll talk, I th- should we go? Yeah, but God, we'll go into it. We'll, go, we'll just go straight in. Why not? Yeah. And, uh, and, it, and it says... Um, I just have to go back up, I think. Uh, there is practically nothing that urine, urine won't heal. Urine is said to be effective against the flu, the common cold, broken bones, toothache, dry skin, psoriasis, and all other skin problems. It reverses aging and is helpful with AIDS, allergies, animal and snake bites, asthma, heart disease, hypertension, burns, cancer, chemical intoxication, chicken pox, uh, enteritis, uh, constipation, and pneumonia. Urine is said to be effective against dysentery, edemia, eczema, eye irritation, fatigue, fever, gonorrhea, gout, bloody urine, smallpox, uh, immunological disorders, infections, infertility, baldness, insomnia, jaundice, hepatitis, leprosy, lymphatic disorder, um, uticaria, I don't even have time to say that, morning sickness, hangover, obesity, um, uh, papillomavirus, parasitis, uh, gastric ulcers, rheumatism, birthmark, stroke, congestion, uh, lumbago, typhus, gastritis, depression, cold sores, tuberculosis, tinnitus, Parkinson's disease, foot fungus and diabetes and other endocrine related diseases. You can replace you can replace every one of those things with the word everything. Yeah, exactly. I always like to say to people, um, the way you hear anything is the way you hear everything a lot of the time as well. Uh, and, and once you do that, like, that your disease isn't unique. It's just um, your predisposition to uh, chronic uh, illness, um, which comes out. So, well, how did you first get into urine therapy, Dave? Well, um, seven years ago, um, I well, seven or eight years ago, I was. Uh, I was nearly 20 stone. I was uh, very, very sick. Um, I had uh, chronic asthma. 
I had, um, well, my lungs were the lungs of a 70-year-old, I got told. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I couldn't walk very well because I had an Achilles tendon operation. So I had pain up the back of my leg and nerve damage on the, on the left side of my foot. Um, I couldn't raise my arm above sort of shoulder height. Uh, I couldn't stand up for any length of time because my back would, uh, would give out. Um, I had very, very high blood pressure in stroke territory, apparently. Um, high cholesterol. Oh, I had a whole list of things wrong with me. Um, so I started looking for things, um, you know, alternative health remedies because the medical establishment was just making me worse. Just literally, I was, every time I tried something they, they gave me, I just went down a notch. Sounds like my story. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I was trying all these different things. Nothing seems to work. You know, just, you know, a homeopathy. Uh, you know, I, I, I tried lots and lots of different things. And then one day I was at a festival and me and my friends um, walked into this talk. Um, this, this lady called um, Sylvia Chandler was giving about urine therapy. So we kind of walked into that talk like this. Tell us about drinking your piss, wee lady. And, um, you know, after she started talking a while, we were like, wow, we're going to have to try this. And we all tried it the next day. And, you know, seven years on, we're all trying, we're all still doing it. Mm. It's, uh, it's, it's, it is, I mean, for the normal person out there, people are going to say, drinking your own urine, I mean, that is... Well, most people say it's disgusting or like you're mad because, I mean, isn't urine toxic waste that the body's producing? Like, why would you be putting back in toxic waste when that's something the body's getting rid of? Now, what would you say to those people? Well, okay, you're given that impression for a reason, yeah, again, to keep you away from it. The truth of the matter is it's not toxic waste at all. There's nothing toxic in it, you know, whatsoever. Um, what happens is the blood goes to the liver and the liver takes out all the waste, all the viruses and pathogens or anything that shouldn't be in the blood. Yeah, the liver takes it out. The purified blood from the liver then goes to your kidneys and your kidneys are there to keep your, your blood in perfect balance. <clears throat> so if there's too much water in your blood, the excess water is screened out and placed in your bladder so literally if there's too much water in your blood then your blood's not going to work efficiently so your, your, your kidneys are there to keep your blood working efficiently so you know if there's too much uh, vitamins too much minerals too much hormones uh, enzymes all the good stuff yeah having too much is just as bad as having not enough so all the excess goes into your bladder now bear in mind your body does not store waste but you're storing urine in your bladder. And while it's in your bladder, your body is constantly reabsorbing this, all these amazing substances because it needs it. Right? So um, most people have had that experience where you've been dying to go to the loo and you get distracted. And then an hour later, you realize you don't need to go. Mm. Yeah, you had that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So that's where where you've been distracted, your body's been reabsorbing that urine, okay, and now it's taking the pressure off the bladder and you don't feel that urge to go, right? So when that storage facility is completely full, your body has no choice 
but to dump it overboard because even though it needs all that stuff, it's now full up and there's nowhere else to store it. So, okay, I've got to dump it. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason. And I, I kind of liken it to if the International Space Station was real, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and they had a water machine that for some reason started overproducing water, well, obviously they, they'd need water up there if it was all real. They'd need water. So they would start collecting that water in any containers they might have lying around, yeah, because they need that stuff. But if that machine keep, kept on producing extra water, they'd still... Hmm? They, wouldn't, they wouldn't need them to keep the containers anymore because they keep on producing? Well, no, I'm saying if they, if, it kept, if they filled up all the containers right, they had and the machine was still producing water... Well, they can't. There's nowhere to store it. So the uh, you know all they can do is then dump it overboard. Got you. But if they were smart, they would freeze that water, you know, with a tether in it, and then dump it overboard. And later on, if the machine is only is not producing enough, you know, as much water, then they can reel it back in and take it back in. Got you. Okay. Which is what we're which is what we're doing with urine therapy. Right, and we'll we get on to that. Because it's really interesting. I've got like you said, it's like one of the most studied studied um, parts of the medical industry. People don't even know about that, and you know, people don't realise that everyone's been drinking urine. Everyone's done it because when you're a fetus, you know, you're you're surrounded by it, uh, and it's a it's a really important part of of um, yeah of the uh, birthing process or or of being in, being in in the uterus and being surrounded by everything. So, just quickly, then people will say, well. If if that's true, then why aren't people eating their feces? You know, what's the difference? Why why is why is urine? Obviously, you're getting rid of it. The body doesn't need it. So why? I mean, isn't isn't wouldn't the same sort of mechanism work with with the stool? Well, I just explained that really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's your urine is not waste. It's the good stuff that the body needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you just happen to have too much of. Yeah, our lifestyle. You know, our habits, our lifestyle, our, our environment um, causes us to overproduce certain things or underproduce certain things. Yeah, but, you know, it, there's a case to be uh, to be made for this idea that we wouldn't, we don't actually need to drink water. You know, the, if you're on a, a fruit diet, well, fruit is 90% water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you don't need to be drinking any extra extra water, but we do. You know, we drink uh, we drink liquids all the time, and so we're 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 taking in excess water, and that excess water ends up in the blood, and the body's got to do something with that excess water. Yeah, yeah. Waste is waste is different. Waste is you know the exhaust products of uh, of the the body, and mostly it's it's literally getting rid of food. The food doesn't do anything for us. Really, doesn't do anything for us. No. Um, The body is just getting rid of this from us. And and so yeah, there's no point in in consuming waste, even though there are people who are trying to make it so that you do. Saying about uh, was it fecal transplants and trying to build the uh, the uh, flora and fauna of your gut by by taking in you know shit basically. Yeah. Um, but you don't need to do that. You know your your urine will build that up for you. Yeah, I mean that's also because people. That's just once again looking for a magic bullet to a problem that people don't want to go in and and look at themselves. You know. So mm-hmm. you said you don't need food. Um, mm-hmm. So I've heard Michael uh, Desario talk about this as well before. Talk about how the body can live off itself, and that people do do that. But after a while, 
I mean, would you not die if you didn't have food? Well, um, first of all, the body doesn't live off itself. Um, you know, the, that, that gives you the impression that it's, it's like uh, um, that the allopathic med- medical establishment actually tries to put forward that, uh, you know, when you don't eat, then your body starts to eat itself. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't work like that. As, as crazy as this might sound, um, and in my book, I actually give you all the examples of this. Um, your body um, condenses light at a particular frequency for any of the substances it requires. Exactly in the same way that trees do. You know, trees don't take up stuff from its roots and then um, and turn it into wood. No, it takes light, condenses it down to the frequency of wood, and and that's what builds a tree up. Yeah, we're not made of food. We are, you know, our bodies build themselves up by by condensing light to the substances it needs. Um, you know, we don't need to take in protein. This is a big argument that's always uh, leveled against people who don't eat very much. They say, well, where are you going to get your protein from? Well, your body manufactures protein internally. And if you don't believe that, you know, think of a cow. A cow only eats grass. There's no protein in grass. And yet, you know, a beef steak here is packed with protein. Where does that protein come from? You know, it's it was internally manufactured by the cow. But cow the cow has got four stomachs, so right, so it can produce, it can break down different grasses in different ways. I must ask it. Yeah, no, but there's no protein in grass, right? At all. Doesn't matter how much you break it down. There's no protein there. So, mm-hmm. where's that? Where's that animal getting that protein from? Yeah. Yeah. It's you know, it's not from the grass. It's literally internally manufacturing it, and our bodies internally manufactures everything. Everything it needs, you know, this idea that we could possibly lack things is is another story that's given to us so that we are dependent. You know, if we lack something, then we're dependent on those who provide it. Mm, Yeah. Okay. so that's that's why this has been pushed on us. 100%. 100%. No, I, I, I completely agree with that in terms of people not just eating the wrong food, eating far too much of it, and the only people that benefit are the, are the food industry, the food industry, and probably the medical industry with the amount of rubbish food that people are eating. But Well, well, that that's the thing. The food industry, as you say, is, is actually controlled by the same people who do the, you know, the drug industry. Mm-hmm. And, and food is literally just a mechanism, or at least processed food, is a mechanism to push their drugs because the food causes symptoms so the drug companies sell symptom suppressants which also come with side effects which cause other symptoms so you have to go back and get other drugs which also cause symptoms and so on and so on and so on 100% so do you do you do you eat much yourself no um on a you know my my routine's been sort of up in the air for just lately but you know so I've had uh, I had an Indian a couple of days ago and uh and some chips a, f- a week before that, but generally, if I'm you know, back in my my usual routine, uh, it's a piece of fruit every other day. Yeah, and you don't feel lightheaded or dizzy. You got lots of energy. No, no, no. The lightheadedness and dizziness or whatever so-called symptoms you get if you um, if you fast for a long time, they are what are called a, a healing crisis. Yeah, as yeah. as you. And let me step back a second. We all think that uh, um, eating food gives you strength, gives you energy. Yeah. 
it's actually the opposite. It, eating food takes energy away from the body. Um, just think if you overeat at Christmas, um, how do you feel? You don't feel like energized, got all this food inside you. You feel energized and strong, let's go for a run, that sort of thing. No, you, you're like, oh, I can't move. It's because um, digesting food takes up um, around about 80% of the body's energy. Right, just to get rid of the food you just put down there. Yeah, it says like 75% of the body's calories daily is removed from food from mouth to anus, right? Right. And uh, so if you overeat at Christmas, so you, you put way too much food down there, that, that figure goes up to sort of like 90%. Mm-hmm. So literally there's not enough energy for you to even walk around. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's why people end up going to sleep after a big meal or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you stop eating, the first thing your body does you know because when you stop eating you're not digesting anymore then all that energy that you would use to digest food and i said it's a lot it's like 70 to 80 percent um will will be now liberated and the first thing your body does with that energy is you know house cleaning it's uh it's starting to uh, get rid of toxins it's it's starting to detox so when you get headaches and uh, and colds or flu-like symptoms or whatever essentially that's uh, that's your body using that energy to detox and as those toxins come out come out they cause symptoms mm-hmm. but uh, they, those aren't those aren't real those aren't a problem okay it's actually a good thing yeah 100% so if someone's just just to just to talk a little bit more on this if someone was like a sportsman or something like that and they do a lot of exercise would eating still mm-hmm. be would necessary then or someone's build a physique because like, how how would that how would that play into this what uh, the building physique even side a, of it, or even both actually, or so, energy? Yeah, someone who was like, say, a sportsman, etc. Would mm-hmm. they need more food? So if they're playing a foot, if they're a football player, for example, or if someone's, uh, or if someone is trying to build a physique, would they not need more food to create that physique? Uh, no. Um, now there was uh, an example that I, I can give is uh, uh, a friend, one of my friends I was trying to help. Um, uh, she is a long distance runner. And uh, in order to get over her, um, her medical issues, um, I told her that she needed to fast. And she said, well, you know, I'm a runner and I, I have a lot of races, you know, coming up. So, you know, I need my I need my food. So I, I convinced her finally to to go on a fast just before her next race. Yeah, just to see just so she can get to see what I'm talking about. Mentally, that's quite tough for her as well, but. Yes, it was. It was a very, it was a very hard thing for her to do. Mm-hmm. But she, she actually did it. To her credit, she did it, and she ran the fastest race that she'd ever run. Mm. Right, simply because she had more energy to play with. Oh, yeah. Now, now, um, if you, if you're uh, okay, building a physique, and you've been, you know, you, you're stuffing yourself full of calories and uh, and protein and stuff like that, and carbohydrates and whatever. A lot of that will be toxic, yeah. A lot of them will be toxins that you're taking in, okay. And uh, and and what happens is, um, as you take in toxins, your body creates fat to surround those toxins. It's not that you eat fat and it goes on you. It's like you take in toxins, and as a method to pr- protect the body from those toxins. It literally surrounds that, those toxins in fat, right? So it can't ha- harm the body anymore. And 
So when you're, you know, you're trying to build your body up and, you know, you're eating all these toxins, you're also putting fat on, you know, whether it's visible fat or invisible fat, you're literally putting fat on to store those toxins. Okay. When you start, um, you know, uh, fasting or any detox um, methodology, uh, again, the first thing that happens is, you know, you might lose weight because, you know, you're going to be removing those toxins out of you and the, the fat is no longer needed. So it disintegrates. Okay. So you might lose weight, you might feel symptoms, but literally if you, you sort of grit your teeth and, uh, and push through any symptoms, um, then what happens is uh, once all the toxins are gone, the healing actually starts. And, uh, you know, now that you your body doesn't have that uh, housekeeping business to go through, you know, all the clearing all the toxins. Um, now that extra energy, you know, is available for you to use. Yeah. And so I mean, and when you're doing so, for example, I mean, I, I intermittently fast anyway. I generally eat around one or two o'clock. I had a bit of fruit a minute ago and then I'll have a meal later on. Um, but during your fasting, so for example, you have done a, uh, a fast or you've actually done a urine fast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, during your during your normal day, like to get to that, to get to the point where you are doing a urine fast, what what did it take? Um, I mean, you but you drink urine. So it was earlier on, just just quickly. But earlier on, you said you have a bit of fruit every other day. Are you still drinking urine in between that? I drink urine. I've been drinking urine seven years nonstop. So and yeah, I do it. Um, I literally only do it once or twice a day now. Okay, and uh, and what, when's the best time to to, do, to drink urine? Because a lot of a lot of people say the morning is the best because it's got the most nutrients in it or, or the best energy in it. Other people, other, other scientists or doctors have said it doesn't really matter. Every time at the end time of the day is good. What would, you, what would your thoughts on this be? It's always going to be the first one of the morning because right. while you're asleep, you know your your body is resting. Uh, that energy is being used to produce all the things it needs. So, you know, your glands and stuff and your organs are like factories. You know, they switch on and then they switch off, yeah? They switch on when when the energy is available and then they switch off. So literally they overproduce stuff and that's why most people, when they wake up, first thing they're going to do is go to the toilet Mm -hmm. Um, because they're literally, uh, the bladder is stuffed full of all this excess of the good stuff that it needs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so for you, you went on a. I mean, I've I've got lots of stuff here. Like just just to listen to you. I mean, there's the um. I mean, the chart. The China Urine Therapy Association claims that drinking urine can improve the body's ability to fight all diseases. And uh, I've actually looked at research and see some doctor actually was able to cure a woman of AIDS um, from this. And uh, she actually had to go to court to prove she had AIDS because they didn't believe it. Said, "Oh no, we misdiagnosed her." Yeah. Even yeah. though she tested positive seven times for AIDS previously, mm-hmm. um, and so I mean, there's actually a great book about AIDS. I think it's called Deadly Deception. I think it was by William. I'm trying to think, Doctor William. I have to look into that to you guys and get back to you. Dead, Deadly Deception, brilliant. He actually went around and and said that you can't catch AIDS from sex and lots of stuff. He he went around. He actually got AIDS patients, um, withdrew their blood, and injected it into himself live on stage, and said. You can't catch AIDS unless you get like a blood transfusion. There's other ways you catch it are 
from um, there's like five main ways you catch it, and lot, lots of it is by living in poor areas with poor sanitation, like every disease. Um, but it's, it's an interesting. And getting a vaccine. And getting a vaccine. Well, this is the other thing he said, but yeah, um, we can, I think me and you are best friends, mate. Um, <laughs> when it comes to that, um, but so with with the with the urine, there's lots of different ways people are doing urine. They got urine pulling, got urine fasting, uh, we got urine massages, massaging, um, eye washes. But just to start with, when you went on your urine fast. Did, was it, mm-hmm. did you go straight from food into that, or did you come? How did you get? How did you get into your own fast fasting? Was it quite a hard thing to do? Um, no, I, I literally went straight into it. You know, I didn't change anything else. Um, I just started drinking, and uh, yes, it was a bit hard to start with because, like most people, I was, uh, you know, uh, kind of I've been brainwashed like everyone else. So I was really squeamish about doing it. So. My first day, I had my, you know, just weed in a glass, and I'm looking at the thing, thinking, "Oh, it's warm. Oh, I don't know if I can, I can drink that." Didn't dilute so it, it. Didn't dilute it so, at all. So I put it in the fridge, and then when it was cool, I thought, "I better, I better mix it with some some grapefruit juice because that's nice and strong." So I put some grapefruit juice in it, and okay, it's not bad. I can do this. Um, but I did that for about two weeks, and then I was working away at a hotel. And, uh, you know, I got up in the morning, you know, half asleep, weed in my glass. And it was like, I've got no fridge and I've got no grapefruit juice. And I can't literally go down the uh, go down into the lobby with a glass full of piss. So, you know, I thought, oh, sod it. And just knocked it back. And it was like, oh, that's not as bad as I thought it would be. So I never bothered with all the other stuff. And it it actually feels natural drinking it warm. Like it feels unnatural drinking soup cold. Yeah, you know, so so actually it actually feels better drinking it warm. Uh, hasn't this been used? I mean, urine therapy hasn't it been used for for years, for like centuries, by other other cultures? No, even even in this culture, yeah, it was it was uh, the World Health Organization who who dissuaded doctors, uh, opticians, and dentists from prescribing urine therapy in 1940. Right. Up until then, they would they would quite um, regularly prescribe urine therapy, and if you if you go and, and speak to your grandparents, yeah, and say you know did you have any use for for urine when you were you know when you were growing up, and they'll, they'll start saying oh yeah you know if, we were told if uh, if you had blisters on your hands you know you piss on them or um, if you had uh, acne you'd uh, you know wipe your face with urine or they, they'll they'll come out with all these things that they knew back then. Hmm. Now they'd say like um, it's a thing, isn't it? Like um, the jelly sting, jelly jellyfish sting. If you get that, there's always thing about your wee on that. Is that the same sort of healing benefits because that, or is it ammonia in it or something? Well, no, it's um, it's the same thing. You know, you mentioned urine massages. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the second half of uh, of urine therapy. So drinking is one part of it. Right, and it's it literally forces the body to push out toxins. The second half is is actually massaging it into the skin. Okay, so how um, before you, so how would people do that? So when you talk about your own massage, how much you talking? I'm guessing not talking about putting lots on it. Maybe just a little bit, or how would you go about it? Right. So what I tell people to do is like when they pass a glass of of urine, okay, they'll drink everything but about a centimeter of urine in the bottom. Yeah. And with that centimetre of urine, you pour a little bit into the palm of your hand, mm-hmm. take a section at a time, like an arm, mm-hmm. and then massage it into the arm. Keep massaging it until it completely absorbs into your skin. 
mm-hmm. and uh, and goes completely dry, and it won't smell whatsoever. No smell. Yeah, and then you pass and you keep doing the rest of your body, you know, in sections. Do you do your hair as well? Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. And because because you're only putting a little bit into the palm of your hands, yeah, and you even if you've got long hair, it will absorb quite quickly. Yeah, if you just keep it moving and you know keep keep massaging it, it will absorb fairly quickly. Any any good for dandruff? Yeah, it will it will heal dandruff straight away. Because, because a lot of people talk about it also being anti-parasitic and obviously look, 90 to 95% of the world have got a fungal and parasitic infection so this stuff's going mm-hmm. to be pretty powerful for them like toenail funguses, things like that toenail fungus, you just you just do yourself a little foot bath and uh, and then massage your foot, feet dry after you take them out um, and you, the fungus goes in a, a couple of days no, this, is, this is interesting, interesting so, so you, you talked about you talked about freezing it, and you've also talked about. Is also on your website. You can look into aging urine. Urine. Yeah. So, why would okay? So, what are the benefits of age, and what are the benefits of freezing it, and why would you do one I, and not the other? I don't think I put anything about freezing. Really. Not not on your website. Didn't you say earlier on in the in, when we were talking? You said you were starting to freeze it. Am I mm. going? Maybe 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 I've I've got the wrong insight then. So so you you said okay maybe it was just me I I heard you wrong. Um, so aged urine. So right. why why would aging urine be good for someone? Well, um, aged urine is is amazing for you know external use um, for the the skin. Um, so yeah, if you if you've got if you've got like if you get cut for instance, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and if that if that cut is like pumping blood out. Even just regular urine, you just put fresh urine on it. The blood, the bleeding stops immediately. Okay. Yeah, and uh, within minutes, it will start to heal over. Now the effect is uh, is like magnified, accelerated with with aged urine. Um, somebody, I think somebody suggested that it was the stem cells in the uh, in in urine. When you age them, they they multiply greatly in there, and uh, you know, and they they work a lot faster. So using it on the skin, it's amazing. So, um, so how long is aged, and how would you and how would you keep it? Would you put it in the fridge, or would you just leave it out? What would you do? You leave it in a in a glass container. I use a, a glass bottle, mm-hmm. and uh, and you you stop it with a piece of cotton wool so it can breathe. Okay. That way, it doesn't it doesn't go really really stinky, um, and uh, and you just leave it out. You know, room temperature. Um, somewhere don't have to put it in the fridge or anything um, and and yeah anything over sort of eight days is considered aged okay um, and would you drink could you drink that if you wanted to or not well um, personally I don't I don't sort of uh, advocate that but um, I'm in a group we're uh, in on Facebook with uh, you know so many thousands of people and uh, there are a lot of people experimenting mm-hmm. and uh, they've found some of them have found if you drink um, urine, it actually kills parasites. Um, if you've got problems in your mouth, um, for instance, um, if you do, you know, you swish aged urine around the mouth, um, literally the top la- layer of skin in your mouth literally comes away. Really? Um, so that if you've got like ulcers mm-hmm. in your mouth, you, you sort of swish aged urine around it, whole top layer of skin comes away um with your ulcer apparently i'm interested because uh, ulcers are like i mean it's a, it's a viral condition isn't it but i reckon these this would be hugely antiviral 
Um, it is. Yeah. Urine is antiviral, antibiotic, antihistamine, anti-everything. Yeah, I can imagine. And so, okay, because some people were talking about oil pulling as well. Uh, so oil pulling, uh, urine pulling. Have you done that before? Or, and if yes. You have, yeah. In fact, um, you know, before um, me and um, our group did it, that's that's I think that's where it came from. Right. Because, uh, um, so we started uh, urine pulling um, just because we'd got into oil pulling. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, I wonder if it will do anything just to to do the swishing with the urine. And uh, sure enough, if um, if you've got anything wrong with your 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 gums or your teeth, um, urine pulling does really well. Yeah. Um, and it also part of um, or, or okay one of the methodologies for for let's say you've got um, an allergy you've got allergies to something um, as soon as you get the symptoms to that allergy put ten drops of uh, urine under your tongue and hold it there and uh, the allergy symptoms go away. Right. Um, so you know you're doing an um, a urine pull um, basically informs your body of what's going on in your body yeah, yeah. because you've got lymph nodes under your tongue yeah someone yeah someone was saying i mean there's people out there oil pulling urine pulling it's where you get the liquid and you swish it around your mouth for like 15 to 20 minutes and it draws toxins out of your body through through into that liquid and, and you spit it out so it's the same thing with urine and i've also people have said that it can white whiten your teeth etc same mm-hmm. as the coconut oil so sorry you were saying about you got lymph nodes sorry just just, just yeah, sure. You've got you've got lymph nodes under your tongue, mm-hmm. and when you when you've got any condition going on in your body, like an allergy, um, when you put urine under your tongue and hold it there, well, the urine's already got the antihistamine for that allergy. Or if you've got an infection, the urine's already got the antibodies to that infection. Mm-hmm. So literally, you're telling your lymph nodes, uh, you know, what's going on somewhere else in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and and literally that now can uh, you know can get to work a lot quicker, a lot more efficiently, uh, rather than wait to find out what's going on through the normal process. Yeah, it's almost like sending it a signal to just reset itself, or like just to, to almost like a frequency just to to nullify anything that's going wrong. Um, yeah. I always talk to people about this. They always say about healing people. I say, look, I never healed anyone. I'm just giving people, but keep people's bodies the right. Um, direction in which to go to heal and people say like look at an animal in the wild anything happens they go and fast they will go and fast mm-hmm. and just get rid of the and it's the same with it's what we, it's what we would put, uh, traditionally do but you know in today's modern world of having shops there 24-7 open 24-7 just having all these different drinks etc we've literally been you say brainwashed into believing like you can do what you want and have a pill and it's okay that's not it's not how, how, how you're going and Thinking that things like this is what cracked me up. People will look at something like urine and go, "Oh my god, how can you drink that?" But they'll go and they'll drink like a can of Coke, you know. Mm. Which is, if you look at it, it is just. I mean, Coca-Cola got three hundred and fifty million pounds a year to like to to, to pr- promote their to mo- promote their brand. Like, if we had three hundred fifty million pound a year to promote our brand, they I think the medical industry would collapse. Um, yeah. And so yeah. people look at th- they they won't look at things like that, and and it's really really. Um, to me, it's really strange because, because it's, people think, oh, it's okay, it's in the shops, it's normal. Well, it's only normal because it's what we've been led to believe is normal. Um, mm-hmm. And so putting, I can understand like 
putting urine, urine um, massaging it, um, using it as oil pudding um, can really be effective. They've also heard people using it as eye washes to get rid of and helping them bring back. I mean, this is just us that we're talking here. This is just some of the stories that I've heard come out, helping them people to bring back their eyesight or regenerate their eyesight. Have yeah. you heard about that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I tell people uh, to go out and. You've Sorry? just you've just gone a little bit muffled there, Dave. There you go. Oh. There you yeah, go, sorry. perfect, perfect, yeah, perfect. Leave me a second. No um, worries. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting this is the actual microphone and not that. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so bear with me a second. No um, yeah, so I have. Um, I, I tell people to go out and get themselves uh, an eye wash, uh, like a you know bottle of eye wash that mm-hmm. comes with the cup. Right. Yeah? So throw away the eye wash and keep the cup. Right. Okay. So literally, when you do your morning routine. You, you know, fill that eye wash cup with urine um, and like, you know, just bathe the eyes and do maybe do some eye exercises, you know, sort of blink 50 times uh, up, down, left, right, you know, um, and round around in circles both ways um, just to get those those muscles moving. And um, yes, people have been known to, uh, you know, have throw away their glasses. Um, now, with me and this this just happened the last few weeks, um, I started to realize that, uh, hang on a second, you know, I was having difficulty looking at the screen here, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I was like squinting at the screen and having to move back and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started uh, doing the urine on the, you know, the eyewash, in the eyewash cup, and now it's, it's kind of got back to as it was like, uh, say, uh, a few months ago. Um, so I'm going to continue. And uh, how, long you, how long was that? A couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, it was a few weeks ago. Oh. Um, I noticed. So I reckon that you mentioned before, it'd be good for allergies. People like hay fever and stuff. I mean, you said drinking it would be great under the tongue, but also maybe putting it around their eyes. Then you something like hay fever. Um, well, again, all you need to do is is literally put the the ten drops under the tongue. Um, I explained that to a friend who didn't believe any of this. Um, we were at a festival, so we were all camping out. And uh, that night, after I told him about this, he he had uh, he got hay fever in the night, and you know it's like uh, suffering. So uh, as a last resort, he decided to give it a try. Mm-hmm. And uh, next morning, he said, "Dave, it's amazing. It worked." You know. So um, so yeah, he was he was he was convinced. And uh, something along similar lines. Um, I was at a festival. It was the end of the festival. Most people had gone home, and uh, I was sitting around a fire. And one of my friends, another person who didn't didn't believe any of this stuff, uh, he was sitting around another like a fire pit, and somebody kicked over the fire pit, and all this uh, all this all the you know burning stuff went over his legs, mm. badly burnt his legs. Right. I mean, probably second degree burns. Really, really. Cool. There was a there was a nurse um, amongst that little group, and she slathered his legs with uh, with aloe vera, but he was screaming in pain. So they called for me, and I literally weed in a glass, and started pouring urine over his leg. Mm. And the first thing first thing that happened was he screamed absolutely went crazy, but then like thirty seconds later it all calmed down, and he, he's, he's like, oh. I can't, I can't feel anything now. The pain's gone. Mm. So while they were, um, while they were sort of preparing a dressing, 
I continued just pouring the urine on his leg. Um, when I got the dressing ready, I, I literally used the rest of the urine to pour over the dressing. They put the dressing on and wrapped it in, uh, well, they didn't have cling film, but they, they wrapped it um, in a bandage. Um, before they wrapped it in the bandage, he could actually touch it because, really? it, you know, it started to heal over. Um, so the next day he was walking around on it, you know, no pain. And, uh, you know, he was just he was just walking around on it. He was so amazed that he started uh, following his, you know, sort of charting his progress on Facebook. Okay. okay. Um, but then somebody gave him a bit of bad advice, you know, as people do when you when you do something like that. People say, oh, you should try this. And I said, so try this uh, dragon's blood or something. They called mm. it some product. Um, and he, he started using that and it just made it worse and the things, you know, it started getting worse for him. So he went back on the urine, mm -hmm. put the urine on it and it, it healed up without a scar. Without a scar. Yeah. And now, now he's, uh, he's like a champion for it. Um, but I think it's because he's got some allegedly Dave DNA in his leg now. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's, it was funny you say about that having scars. I think isn't it urethra um, that they put in like facial stuff that the models been using this for years on their on their face and and yep. aging creams and they've been mm -hmm. using it. For, I think and I think it's not really come out. But if you look into it, models and some of the, some of the body lotions that they have urethra in it's quite a powerful, powerful all, part of it. All moisturisers. All moisturizers and skin creams and lotions, they've either got urea, uric acid, or ur something mm -hmm. just to hide the fact that it's cow or horse urine. Right, really? Yeah. So, you know, you're slapping cow, cow's urine on your, on your face. So when I'd, you rather, I'd rather put my own urine on my face. Exactly. And, and you know what? I mean, I don't know if you can see, this is not 55-year-old skin. No. Well, yeah. I, I know the power of healing. I, I through, through natural causes, I had keloid scarring all over my chest and back really bad, so I got into acne really bad. And mm -hmm. um, everything they gave me made me 10 times worse. And going on like a, a com complete change in my diet, obviously, I've got chlorophyll in there. Everything I do, everything that goes on my skin now, I would never put anything on my skin that I wouldn't wouldn't eat, you know, it, it shouldn't. Um, and my scars have literally almost disappeared. They're in like, their final stages of going. And, it happened you know, ten years ago, but if I had character, they gave me steroid injections and steroid creams and everything. My skin was itching, feeling terrible, and now my skin, like people wouldn't even realize, even my face, that like, people wouldn't realize I had anything wrong with me. And same as you, yeah. that you were fifty-five year old skin, and people would say it's antidotal. But it's like, well, everyone I speak to who does this sort of stuff looks the healthiest and is the healthiest people on the planet. So either, either um, you know, you, you actually start to say, seeing this, believing. Or you keep on believing the medical textbooks, which have been funded by people that are just basically modern-day prostitutes. You know, um, mm -hmm. it's up, it's up to you. Okay, so, so, so for so people, you actually got a urine pack as well that's on your on your site. Which what's what's part of the urine urine pack? Oh, okay. No, it's uh, I haven't I haven't finished it. It's, I've got so much I've got so much to do. I've got so many things. I've, I'm in the, I've got in the fire at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just it's just like. Uh, um, like a in, informational pack, you know, tips for, you know, if you've got if you've got bee stings or uh, or you know uh, burns or cuts or whatever, just a little you know, um, reference guides and stuff. It's just like a little, I call it a first aid kit. Yeah, a bit, a bit like yeah. a, a bit like a little, um, yeah, I know what you mean. Sort of, sort of like a little manual for people. So, I mean, if I was I was going to mention to you there, if um, people have have got 
they're going to say to that, well, what, how much you run should I start with? Or what, what's the best way to, just to get into this? What would you say to people? Would it be like just to have some in the morning on an empty stomach or maybe have some later on because it's not so potent? How would you say to people to get into this? Right. Well, generally, I, 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 I talk to people who are sick and they, you know, they're, they're coming from that, that starting position of uh, trying to get rid of a particular ailment. Mm-hmm. But if you if you're you want to start because you want to be healthy or lose some weight or or whatever, um, then I would start people on drinking twice a day. Mm-hmm. So the first one of the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you what you do is you you let a bit go, collect it midstream, let a bit go at the end. And you usually pass, you know, whatever you pass in, in that midstream. Yeah. So if you've got like a pint glass, funny thing is, if I have a pint glass there, I'll, I'll pass a pint. If I have half a pint glass there, I'm going to pass half a pint. I don't know how that works. But so literally whatever you pass, yeah, you, you, you drink. So you drink that, that first one of the morning, which is the most important one. And then another one late afternoon, early evening not too late at night because the burst of energy you're you're likely to get and if you you know if you're not used to it it's going to keep you up all night mm-hmm. okay not in a bad way either mm-hmm. you know it's it, it's like if you if you're going going out for the night and you're a bit tired yeah oh. drink a glass of wee you'll be flying all night yeah yeah so yeah. so if if people were thinking that oh, that's gonna be, it's going to be too much for me, they can dilute it with what water, maybe put a bit of honey in there, or would you would you say like uh, an organic orange juice could make it better, or how would you say what, what would be your best okay. advice? If you're if you're squeamish about it, then um, there's a few things you can do. Uh, there's one person who literally gets two two liters of water and mixes mix it in with two liters of water, mm-hmm. so they've got a big big glass or jug of water. That they they drink from all day yeah um or you know like i did mix it with uh, grapefruit juice apple juice is probably better because their um the uh texture and flavor of urine is very similar to apple juice well, i was actually going to so, say to you how do you conceal this if your friends and family means your friends and family think you're nuts doing this uh, uh they did to start with but uh, a lot of them are doing it now so first, first they laugh and they follow but yeah but um when I was doing my urine fast, I was actually working in London, right, uh, in an office. So, and you know, it was I was thinking, how am I going to be able to do this? You know, like go to the toilet every so often, mm-hmm. and uh, and drink drink wee. So all I did was uh, I got myself um, an empty carton of apple juice, yeah, left right. it on my desk, and then go to the toilet, wee in a glass, put my glass down on my desk, and then drink from it when I needed to. So, people think it's know, yeah. People think it's apple juice, so they get shocked if they wouldn't wanted to nick it. But you know, <laughs> but that's like with it, with it, when you say about the drops under your, your tongue, you could probably get something like a, an old milk thistle and just and just put it in there, and people wouldn't have any idea. Like beeper polish looks pretty similar to it, I, I suppose. Like um, so so it's just sort of sort of like just thinking of ways people can can have at, this at stuff. the end of. At the end of the day, people don't need to know. You don't have to hide this stuff. You know, most of the people, most of the time, you go to the toilet, you go on your own anyway. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So you, Rather than go, um, you know, into like the the little cubicles, the, the sorry, not cubicles. I mean the little uh, um, wash basins, you know. Yeah, urinals. Yeah. Yeah, you go into into the actual toilet cubicle. Yeah, you can get your. I've got um, a collapsible cup, army surplus collapsible cup mm-hmm. that I carry with me, and literally just uh, in there, drink it, and go out again. You know, nobody has to know. Fair you know, your your ablutions in the morning. 
Yeah, nobody, nobody's there watching you there, you know. So you can do all your massages and whatever, mm-hmm. you know. You and stand, stand in the shower and do it, and you know, nobody has to know. And if you put that stuff on, you go out in the sun. Is it, is it, is it, is it okay? It's not, it's not photosensitive or anything like that. You're absolutely fine. Absolutely, absolutely no hypersensitivity. Nor again, it does it smell. Um, I tested that because, as I said, I was working in London, and uh, I was thinking you know, if, I, if I'm covered in piss. And I, I'm standing in a tube in the summer. You know, I'm going to have a, a big space around me. Might, that might be a reason uh, to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that is a good reason. Yeah, yeah. But no, you know what? what and uh, what happens is, is the opposite, actually. Um, because amongst the hormones in your, in your urine are pheromones. I imagine so you, so you might likely, you're most likely to have a bit more extra attention. Mm-hmm. That's, all right. so that's a little tip for you guys out there some more mm-hmm. female attention um, okay mm-hmm. cool so I mean we covered quite a lot there Dave what is what is um, the name of your book for people if they want to they want to go in and get it my book is called The Human Body Owner's Workshop Manual and uh, you can get it at lulu.com um, or if you really must oops if you really must uh, Amazon but don't because Amazon's evil are they? how comes that? Well, they're just evil. You know, if you look into them, they're evil. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, um, yeah. You can get it um, on in paperback, hardback, and on, as an ebook. Yeah, um, you'll find it on www.allegedlydave.com. Yep, 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 you can find it there. So with this, with this, with Amazon, because it's something because Amazon of, uh, I think they bought out Whole Foods recently, didn't they? Was that Amazon? Yeah, I mean they're they're one of these big companies. I mean, do you? I'm guessing you probably go into things like they're going into the um, AI technology and things like that. Um, it's quite a scary. More and more I read about it. It's quite a scary. It's very very scary actually with the, with the self-driving cars, but then the robots and the way that they're trying to make it that our consciousness, the things that we're so good at as humans, that our creative mind, etc., they're trying to take us away from that and make everything very much automated. Amazon, a big part of that. Amazon are a huge part of it. I mean, the other thing is that um, most of the time we, we used to get all our information from books. Mm. Yeah, That was where all the knowledge of humanity was stored. But uh, Amazon have been kind of complicit in, in basically removing those from us. You know, now all the, all the bookstores, you know, all those tiny little bookshops um, that would uh, hold all these rare books, and the rarer they are, the more useful they are to us. Mm-hmm. Well, they've gone. You know, they've literally been, um, you know, hoovered up by by Amazon and places like that. And now you can only get the books that uh, Amazon um, decide you can have, essentially. Mm. If it's some really yeah. hard ones to get, like I know you mean this. Um, it's going on with, unfortunately, the technology allows us to do things like this, but it's also stopping us from using our creative. I say to people all the time, like you need to get. If it wasn't for business, like Facebook, I'd, I'd very, very much limit it. I was talking to one of the guys uh, on the Mind Pump team. He's saying like he's he's started to limit his children to four hours a, a, a week on just on. Uh, and he said they couldn't because they said they were good, good kids beforehand, but he said that the difference has been amazing for hours mm-hmm. a week just on anything te- te- um, any technology and like, they're, mm-hmm. more, they're more obedient they're more they're laughing more they're more creative because they're actually trying to get us this world where we just live here and we don't mm-hmm. go experience this why part of anything we do we talk about health and talk about your own therapy but it's part of the bigger picture when it comes to going outside amongst nature things like qigong tai chi movement and breathing talking to people similar like having a, mm-hmm. human human communication because 
Now, most people uh, said mentioned it before. The book called I Generation said, uh, if you look at the stats of what's what's happened to people since that since the iPhones come out. Like sex has gone down. Mm-hmm. Many times we've met, meet our um, our friends and family each week's gone down. Depression's gone up um, because people are looking at these things the whole time and also judging each other by these things. Yeah. Uh, looking at people's lives, thinking that's the way it's going to be. So, really interesting. Um, it's good to speak well, to someone else like yourself. Yeah. One of one of the uh, interesting things to to uh, know is that Steve Jobs would not allow his children to have an iPhone or an iPad. Yeah, there's a reason for that, you know. And in my life, um, my son used to be an Xbox addict. Mm. Yeah, he would spend every every waking moment either on it or thinking about it, or you know, he'd come home from school, he'd be on it with his friends and stuff. Um, he lived in that world until it, his Xbox broke and I refused to get him another one. And he went through two weeks of withdrawal symptoms. I mean, you know, rages, depression, you know, anxiety, you know, the works. Um, but after that two weeks, he realized he had an interest in music. Just, you know, just like decided, hang on, I, I, like, I like making music. So he, you know, in the space of a month, he taught himself to play keyboards. Um, He'd, you know, figured out how to record himself. He got his first album out on iTunes. Mm. Um, He uh, then went on to, he became a registered manager at 13. They didn't know he was 13. So he became registered manager. He liberated some of his friends off of, uh, off the Xbox, turned them into a pop group started taking to uh to recording studios and awesome. photo shoots and all that and uh and then be, learned how to be a battle rapper and uh yeah became one of the top battle rappers well that's um, that all takes creativity right and the things that they try to take us away is that we want to make a left, left brain logic and no creativity and it's if we go deep into i mean being things that david Ike says and a few of the other guys that they're talking about them trying to just these these the big the big picture is just just to make us like the scene in the matrix make us no more than mm-hmm. machines just for the uh just use our energy rather than having us be very creative and do it because i mean machines can't make a beautiful piece of art or they can't no. they can't it's that all comes from us uh and yeah having that and but you you think about all these all these uh um, children out there who've got this unlimited creative ability that's all been been hijacked by these machines yeah, and as soon as you get them off them, and you allow them to to uh, flourish without these this technology, they you know they start to express themselves and play and laugh and draw mm-hmm. even drawing and coloring. And I would say to people like we talk about meditation, just but calming the mind or just stillness because people always want things to go on. I say mm-hmm. meditation hasn't got to be you sitting there. It can be it can be you. It can be you color it. I mean, sometimes you go into states of meditation even when you're working because like you're just out. If you mind about anything else, or you, um, coloring book or drawing or whatever, you can do it when you're walking. But, but it's just quieting in the mind and just allowing nothing else to be present. Um, it just you just being in in there, and it's it's a huge part. Everyone wants to be distracted. We're we're in a constant state of just being distracted away from the deeper deeper thoughts and deeper meanings, just in case you know. Uh, what, was it was it uh, is it Jung or Nietzsche who says people will do anything to to get away from the the, uh, the voice of their soul? I can't remember. It's something something mm. like that. Like people don't like so. yeah something like that. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's uh, we've got to this stage where, um, for one thing, 
Uh, a lot of people can't stand silence, can't stand being alone in silence. They have to have the television on or something or, or something playing or something happening in the background. So they, I guess they don't feel alone or something. Mm. Um, and people don't like being in their own company, you know. So that's that's one of the, uh, uh, I guess, exercises to get um, to get people to, to be more rounded you know, get them to be happy in their own company. Right. You know, okay. well, this, not not doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And these are virtual reality things. It's just almost like it takes everything out because you're just there, and it just means it's no human interaction. I say, I think it's saying he was talk, talked about it with um, another another guest, uh, Scott Jack, was talking about how it's gone down. There's a lot of different reasons. Um, they're almost pushing this agenda as well for it to be like that. Um, but just getting out there. I mean, when you had your convention the other day, how many people were, were, were there in your... Uh, there was about 200, 200 people there. Yeah, and all similar sort of, they're all into this sort of stuff, but you had some great conversations. Oh, it was it was non-stop talking for three days. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, non-stop interaction with people who all... Uh, don't get to talk to other people because nobody wants to. Nobody wants to uh, be seen as mad. Yeah, I was to say if, if you're there, um, you say hundred, a million people are wrong. Doesn't make them right, you know. Being mm. being the, being the same person in the room for the crazy people. That's it, it, it actually it's actually a compliment. And I always say to my, my clients when they start working with me, you probably get it yourself. You know, you say, look, how is how is doing things like everyone else working out for you? Oh, it's not. Mm-hmm. Okay, well maybe. It's time to try something different because you know. Said even Einstein said, um, doing doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results is insanity. Um, mm-hmm. Even though we can go into that, I don't know. What do you think about Einstein? I think he was a fraud, mm. uh, pretty much. Because actually, when we at this conference, we had this debate with the uh, with the astrophysicists. Um, I actually stumped them on one question. Uh, Basically, the proof of Einstein um, actually proved him wrong. Well, this is so, the thing. They talk about they talk about like so. Science is very much oh, we got to look at the facts, the figures, etc. And then when it comes to quantum physics, for example, they, they sort of go, oh well, we don't really know, so we're just making it up as we go along. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, that's not so scientific, you know. So it's it's interesting. What what was the question you asked that stumped them? Okay, it's to do with this. Uh, um, uh, recent announcement of gravity or gravitational waves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a facility in America called LIGO, um, and and what it is is they they have this facility with that's like L shaped, okay, and both legs are 15 miles long. And what they do is they fire a laser, split the beam along these two legs. Mm-hmm. There's a mirror at the end, so the beam bounces back. They recombine them. And uh, fire that that beam onto a screen. Okay. Now, if one of those legs encounters a gravitational wave, it means that the space, yeah, on that leg will contract. Yeah. So yep. it will actually be physically shorter, mm-hmm. and so that beam will arrive out of phase with the other beam, and you'll get an interference pattern on the on yeah. the screen. Right, so their idea is if they see an interference pattern, then they know that a gravity wave has been through, okay? No interference pattern. Right, so that's the idea, but Einstein says that gravitational waves move in space-time 
not space. All right. And space time. The thing about space time is that if space contracts, then time slows down mm-hmm. so that so that speed of light remains the same no matter what. Yeah. So that means if there's a gravity wave that goes through, contracts space. Well, it's not space. It's space time so that the beam will actually take exactly the same time and it will never show an interference pattern. Does that, do you follow that? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Right. Because people are saying about space, but the space, obviously, if you shorten the space, time is less, etc., or, or create it higher. Yeah, I get completely what you're saying. Yeah, hopefully right. people out there understand. I think it's quite, you've made it quite quite clear. Right, so it can never, ever detect, um, you know, gravity wave. And if they de- so if they detect a gravity wave, that means Einstein's wrong. Because and, and have then, they? Well, they said that in, I think it's 2013... They detected gravity waves and, and everyone was like, yeah, we've proven Einstein, we've proven Einstein. But I've asked this question to ask a physicist. I've, I've asked several, several physicists out there. None of them are, have uh, come back to me. None of them bothered answering the question. Um, I, did, I said it on, I mentioned it on Facebook and the armchair physicists all sort of gave half-assed uh, explanations which, you know, I was able to say, no, no, it's time and space, you know, it's all reciprocal. So you'll never get any difference. And, yeah, they usually end up by deleting the thread, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the thing with science as well. They don't realise is they thought the atom was the smallest thing at one point, you know, um, mm. until they split it. Uh, and this happens a lot. We don't know everything. It's one of, the, one of the things we do know is we don't know everything. And, uh, well, you say we are all that there is, all that has been. You know, we are the universe. We are part of it. People mm. don't understand that. It's just I'm the universe having my human experience in the form of Ryan Martin, a name I've been given, you've been given, same from, from the view of Dave Murphy. We're all just interacting with each other. People don't understand that. They think that it, it's like we think we're above nature a lot of the time. Uh, and, uh, and, and nature soon puts us back in our place by getting very ill, etc. But mm-hmm. it's very interesting. I'd like to dig into this more with you, um, especially the, 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 flat, the flat earth theories. Um, Eric DeBay, are you a big fan of his or not? I'm not a fan of anybody, to be honest. Uh, You know, I'll listen to what Eric has to say. You know, sometimes he says things that I totally don't agree with. I'll take what he says that's good, Mm -hmm. and I'll put aside the stuff he, you know, I don't agree with. Okay, cool. So in your your panel, how many of there was you? Uh, There was four of us and uh, three of uh, these uh, scientists. Um, And, you know, hats off to them. They were, you know, they... They were brave enough to, to, you know, be in a nest full of, uh, mm-hmm. full of flat earthers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a very respect, respectful, um, you know, kind of debate. Oh, awesome. Uh, I really look forward to listening to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Dave, because I know you've got things to do, I'm going to leave you there. But we'd love to get you back on and have a little talk about that because I think that's going to open a lot of people's minds um, and just, just keep people understanding that like, sometimes... Everything you've been, the other place you're talking about there was was talking about how we've been taught to learn. We've been taught what to learn, not how to learn. Like you said, example. Another uh, John Gatto, big fan of his. John oh. Taylor Gatto, yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't want to say fan. I mean, I mean like you, you, you appreciate his work. Here's another one. He talks about how far we've gone in the wrong direction in terms of teaching and in terms of learning. You know, they had kings that were six, seven year olds navigating the, the seas. 
and now we like praise six year old they can get to, to spell a word correct you know um, mm-hmm. and so people understand it but yeah David it'd be great to get get you back on and, and to talk about the, the flat earth I think that would be a great episode for people because I, I know that well, would be I'll just I'll just say when you talk about children again we in our culture we think of them as little idiots mm. um, but one thing that I've I've just discovered in my research into language you know babies actually speak a language babies speak the language that we all used to speak you know the original language of mankind they still speak it when they come out essentially and it's just that they soon learn that uh, we can't speak the language. So they have to learn our language. Mm. Well, yeah. if, if little ones are so, it's like if, if little idiots, it, it can't. But that I mean it's, it can't be true because they always say like you can't t- teach an old dog new tricks, right? Kids can learn at an incredible rate. They can mm-hmm. learn pick up different languages quicker than adults. They can learn how to 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 play sports better than adults or whatever it may be. Like a young mind, like a sponge. So they're not little idiots. They're actually. Mm-hmm. They're, they're actually like the most intelligent ones on the planet. They're infinite potential, aren't they? You know. Um, yeah, and there's a reason why the 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 two most um, the two most wise demographics uh, are marginalised in this society. You know, very very young people and very very old people. Yeah, they're the they're the ones who know know the most. Yet we marginalise both of them. Oh, because the youngsters are, are going off instinct uh, and going off just what they think. It's like it, studies show. You know, I was talking to surgeons about this. You know, you you, you get an adult. Um, when you get a child who has surgery, he'll come out of surgery, be running around, and he'll be doing whatever. And people have to slow him down, or because he doesn't know he's meant to to go through a recovery phase. You get mm-hmm. an adult go through surgery, they'll be like, "Oh, doc, how long have I got to be off work for?" Because they they know it's similar as the the, the white is um, talking about the old people now that no one wants to get old. You know, they Botox fillers and stuff. It's like being an older person generation. It's a, it's the most respected role you can have. You know, you're the you're the mm-hmm. you've been through it, or you you as you get older. You, your ability to learn is condensed. You know what you can learn in in maybe a year as, as a thirty year old. You can learn in maybe thirty days as like a seventy year old. You know, in terms of like life experience, and mm-hmm. there's a reason why these tribes back in the day they had these people there looking after the kids. Where the the, the mum and dad went out to do their thing, they were looking after the kids because of the knowledge. And people don't you know, sorry wisdom. People don't realise knowledge isn't always wise. You know, knowledge is allows you to to create a nuclear bomb. Wisdom says you never make it. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of those things and. Uh, I 100% agree with you there. Like the elders and the youngsters um, are hugely p- big parts of 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 that sort of 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 that of, of, of humans of being any culture. Yeah, in any of culture, any culture, yeah, of any culture. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of something that we've yeah, once again inverted uh, for a lot of better terms, saying that they're little idiots and the older they're, they're just old and they don't know what they're talking about. Any reason a lot of them are getting ill, getting old because of the amount of rubbish that. We're feeding them both intellectually and like physically, nutritionally. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's um, something I'd love to get into you with, Dave. Especially, yeah, we'll get you back on and talk about flat earth because I think people need to have that. I mean, certain people understand that or, or, or looked into it a little bit, but I don't think they have done the amount of research um, that you have. And this is something I always have an issue with when people say, Oh, they, they read one article and they go, oh, that can't be true, or oh, he's, he's a nutcase, or whatever. It's like, some people talk about David Icke. I'm just saying I believe everything he says, or I, mm-hmm. I, I agree with everything, but when people say stuff about him, I talk about because people always just want to prepare him on the fact that he talks about like reptilians and lizard-shaped people, even though this has been 
documented and proved by lots of different cultures. They laugh at him. And I'm like, the guy's been doing this research for 30 years. He's travelled all the country. Talk about that you have. Like, I'm not saying, well, I'm just saying that he's done a lot more research than a hell of a lot more people that have just gone out there and read one article on a government-based website, you know. So, looking for you, I'm sure you've researched Flat Earth for quite a, lot, or quite a while. How long have you been doing that mm-hmm. for? Oh, I was actually... Um uh, it took me six months of intense research before I'd do my fir- very first video. And uh, I guess I've sort of really been doing it for about three years. But uh, but now I've moved on to other subjects now. Yeah. But if uh, if anyone's interested in just um, taking an, a kind of open-minded look at this subject, um, I have a video called The Biggest Lie of All. It's in two parts. And... You know, in that video, I don't try and thrust, you know, the flat earth upon you because at the time when I did the video, I wasn't a flat earther. All I knew was that, um, you know, we weren't clinging to a spinning ball, you know. So all I do in this video is is draw your attention to certain things and say, well, this is what I think. You know, it's up to you what you think. Biggest lie of all, so, yeah? Yeah. Parts one and two. Cool. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll put it up because I think it's. Well, people always say, "Well, why would they lie to us? Why would they lie to us?" They don't realise there's a million little things that come off the back of this that that sort of like paints their picture with scientists that they back and discredit others, etc. So I'd love to get you back on, Dave. We'll, we'll book it in for maybe a little bit down the line because I know you're very busy. But uh, we'll get this go out first, and then we can get you on to have a chat about that, and just to get people to open their minds even more and to see where we go with that one. Okay, mate. Okay, then. Cheers, Dave. It's been great talking to you. Everyone out there, www.allegedlydave.com. And um, also, any other things you said, you've been working on other stuff as well, yeah? You moved on. Have have a chat about that? Yep. Okay. I've just been talking about human history and and the Bible and uh, human languages. Awesome. Awesome. That'd be great. We'll definitely get into that. But um, cheers, Dave, for for coming on, and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks a lot. So, guys, that was Dave Murphy talking all about urotherapy. I mean, that's going to... I mean... I know it's going to um, probably push the little boundaries for a, f- a few of you, and others are going to probably be like, oh my god, I'm really uh, interested in this and give a bit of deeper, a bit deeper research. We're going to be getting other guests on, other experts on as well to talk about it, as well as getting Dave back on the show to talk about Flat Earth and to talk about other things that he's working on. Uh, and as we say all the time, guys, just keep an open mind, you know, just, just because sometimes it's hard when we've been taught certain stuff for such a long period of time. Um, to, tr- to try and think, well, maybe that wasn't the truth, or really was what 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 could actually be the reason behind them telling us that, and I mean, is there more sinister things behind it, etc. Sometimes there isn't. Um, it is what it is. But you know, I just want to keep a nice open mind. I'll be getting on lots of different guests talking about a lot of different things because it's really important for us to keep an open mind, especially when it comes to health. Because as you probably know, throughout the years of this, one scientific study comes out saying something's really good for you, then a few years later it comes out saying it's really bad. You know, same happened with fat, uh, demonising fat, and everyone knows that fat's not the reason why you get. Um, high blood pressure, cholesterol, etc., heart disease. Um, it, it's been proved time and time again. Um, and, I mean, it goes on, it goes round and round in circles, so you just want to keep keep talking to the people that are saying to do the things that have worked 
and stood the test of time, as well as opening our mind to new experiences. But that was really awesome to get Dave on the show, and I look forward to getting him back on. As always, guys, if you've got any health issues and you need help, head on over to www.reviveyourself.co and click on the contact. Um, I don't know if the program button's working, but if you go work with me and send me a message, I'll get back to you if you're looking for someone to give you some one-to-one help. Uh, The programmers we offer, obviously, uh, we give you support throughout all of our programs, uh, unlimited support, which you're not going to get anywhere else. And um, all our programs are, we use a complete holistic approach. We go into not just nutritional stuff, we go into the physical, the energetic, the mental, emotional side of things. And um, and it's it's actually um, something that I, I know lots of people were benefiting from and as you can see got a really good story uh, coming out um, with Neil and we're going to try and get Neil and more 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 of our client stories out to people because I just want you to know that if you're living in pain and it's, even if it's been going on for 10, 20, 30, 40 years it doesn't have to be that way there is another way and your body can return to full health you know because the truth is your body wants to be healthy it's default setting is health it's just our modern lifestyle that is the problem and as we like to say you know your genetics load the gun your lifestyle pulls the trigger and it's your predisposition to disease um, plus modern lifestyle equals chronic illness and once you can get that sorted out then the results are miraculous and also if you're looking just for um, to, to get, get understand why why you've got this issue and what's going on we have got our free uh, well anyone who's got a chronic issue whether it be diabetes thyroid issues you know skin problems gut issues whatever it is we have our free four day mini course here we can go go through and really get to understand the basics of what's going on okay guys otherwise you've got some really fantastic guests coming up for you been working hard to get some brilliant people on the show we've got Terry Tiddock coming back on Jason uh, Christos back on but I've also lined up Dr. Sean Baker um, he's an MD who talks about the carnivore diet he's been eating meat solely for over a year now he's just broke the 500 meter record for rowing as well at 50 years plus uh, his age group um i'm gonna get the guys from brain fm on talking all about their um well the sound and how it affects our brain and what we can do with sleep and focus etc um gonna get talking about emotional um uh, emotional um techniques etc um e e FT emotional freedom techniques um got some really exciting guests coming on coming on the show uh so yeah and also trying to get the guys um can try to get matt embry from um living proof all about ms to, to come on the show as well he's got a great film out there so yeah um that's it for this week guys stay tuned for the next episode um i don't know what's going to be next i've got a few of the guys coming up so it's going to be interesting but as always guys stay happy stay healthy and i'll speak to you later Bye-bye. If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today. 